0: Hello, good evening and welcome to uh, what will soon be renamed the Monday Night Breakdown. Uh, Sunday Night Breakdown, Daniel Routledge and Dave Forrester with you to look back over all the action uh, this week in the British Basketball League. And Dave, uh, this was uh, another one of those mad weeks where I had six games in, in seven days. So I haven't had time to go back and look at London Lions 102, Paris Basketball 106 after two overtimes or Caledonia's fine win Sixty-three, uh sixty-six in the Europe Cup. I've seen the last couple of minutes. My takeaway from the Lions game is uh they should have lost at the end of overtime, should have lost at the end of regulation, but probably should have won in the second period of overtime.
1: Uh, firstly, does this now make you ubiquitous? Oh, I think so, yeah. I uh, think yeah, it does. Know, yeah. in the first mm-hmm. bit of basketball ubiquity in history. <laughs> um yeah, I mean, London's London was first in time, wasn't it? And um mm. Yeah, it was a weird game. I mean, I, I thought even when it got to six point, they were down um four with 30 seconds to go. And oh sorry, the, the um and it didn't foul. Mm. And I thought, oh, it's the same points difference here. Yeah. Um, and then the Paris um committed a ridiculous foul. Um Shorts committed a ridiculous foul. She gave them two foul shots. She made it a two point game. Um in transition with like 10 seconds to go, then London obviously get the foul in, and then Paris somehow managed to let Decker step into a walk-up three-point shot oh. when you need three to tie. I'm like, what? No, this doesn't so this 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 shit doesn't just happen in the BBL. Yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I use apologies for the language. And like what? And obviously Sam Decker made it, you know. Mm. I mean, you don't you're up three. And he didn't have to dribble past anybody to get that shot off. Mm. You know, I was like, really? You know, you've got got to extend your defence and make them shoot one uh, having extended himself to get open. Yeah, so then that happened. And then in in the first overtime, exactly the same. Paris basically looked to throw the game away. Mm. Um, And then in the second overtime, they all fouled out. Mm. But I think London were done Um, physically. Decker was on one leg. Philip was... You know these guys are all played twenty-five minutes all season, mm. and suddenly some of them are playing 35, 36 minutes. It's a, at that level, of that intensity of game, and I just thought they ran out of gas a little bit at the end. But hell of a game, though. Yeah,
0: and a good win for Caledonia as well, beating last year's uh, champions. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't looked close enough at it. I know the roster is quite different to last year, but it's still last year's champions.
1: Yeah, it's a very weird game. Well, not a weird game, a very European game. You know that it really quite competitive. Um, you know you have your, your hundred odd mad Polish fans mm-hmm. in the corner there making a lot of noise, um, and all those you know you know with, with the Scots being such a kind of a quiet, reserved race, mm-hmm. you know it was obviously they were always going to make more noise. And the Poles were going to make more noise, and um, it was it was kind of you could see. Well, I watched it back. I didn't watch it live. Um, I didn't watch all of it back. I watched the first half in the last five minutes. Um, but you could see kind of the image that that team had been built in the the the, the Gladiators team. You know, it was a team built for Europe. It matched up with the other team. It matched up with the boys' yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't much quickness in the game. There was a lot of structure, um, a lot of competitiveness, a lot of physical competitiveness. Um, and they had, I think, Pat Wheeler made some plays. As well, and um it kind of came down to not not who scored last, but who got yeah. the last stop. Yeah, yeah. One of those games, yeah, you know, yeah. you, 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 you're relying that. on the other team to make a basket to win. You weren't going to be sure about it, mm. but you know, again, it's it's an incredibly good win for us because mm. you know the gladiators obviously they've increased their budget, but they're still primarily a BBL team. Yeah, with yeah. BBL players, you know, you know they're the imports. You know, Dubois has come from Denmark. Um, Mo is a rookie. Um, Onwas is, you know, was German Pro B until a couple of years ago. Um, but he's obviously good standard in, in the Czech Republic, um, a yeah and who else? And Djovovic is a young Serbian kid. Mm. Basically, he hasn't really come up. Serbian second division. So that's a that's a and you know, again, you know, okay resume, but nothing beyond BBL. So you know, to put that team together and to compete the way they did and to beat a team from a good league. I don't know whether they're as good as they were last year. I couldn't say I didn't watch them last year. But Poland is a good league. Mm. It's a well-paying league. We've lost players to there before. And to turn them over, you know, I think much to their surprise, given the the fact that the coach managed to pick up a particularly interesting technical foul with about 10 seconds to go, Mm. um... I think to turn them over is, is, is a real feather in, in, in yeah. Caledonia's cap. Yeah, and yeah. certainly, in, again, it's another notch for just saying, actually, you know... If we're not telling, bad, are
0: we, the little crazy people on me the, the last island? 10 years
1: not too bad. Years, you can tell me the last 15 years that the BBL is rubbish, and I've been arguing back. Well, I was right and you were wrong. Bye.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Uh, so the uh, I was warned
0: against it, but I did watch back Plymouth City Patriots, 55, Sheffield Sharks, 60... <laughs> uh seven uh alan in the starting lineup for this uh ramsey was out pipkins only played 957 i didn't see why he left the game just before halftime but he never came back yeah. uh levi spencer that obviously signed but um but he wasn't uh he wasn't registered at that point so he didn't play is it, is it
1: levi spencer or spencer levi
0: sorry spencer levi i've written yeah the I'm, problem I'm was just, i saw it do written that. down the wrong way round once yeah. and now i can't get it out of my head the Spence, um spencer yeah. Levi, yeah yeah and um the other new signing uh green wasn't i don't think so it was it signed at that point he but, hadn't but, signed at that point they'd don't don't
1: released um better. the Andre johnson who yeah yeah One. One above the break, three too many, I think. <laughs> um, possibly. Um, so first six minutes
0: of this, Plymouth two for 14 from the floor, but they were only six points down. They were only 10-4 down at that point, which sort sure gave you a, a tale of what was Yeah, well, well,
1: firstly, I mean, it's, it's a fixture, which they played three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Not really. Um, secondly, it's a Wednesday night, so it's a bit of a trip down there for Sheffield on a Wednesday night, so you can't expect them to be flying. And you've got Ramsey, who's basically their generator their engine Mm. at this point so he's not playing so that means that you know Plymouth have to be thinking this is a winnable basketball game but at this point it may well be can may continue for a couple of weeks to yet you know Plymouth are not a cohesive unit Um, and in basic terms they're a bit of a mess Mm. Um, and I think we'll
0: pick up on the cohesion in the next game. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, But even before, even before that game, um, Sheffield got better shots the whole game. They just didn't knock many of them down. Sheffield's defense was solid. Um, Plymouth at times, you know, you wondered how where they were going to score the ball in the first half, in particular. You know, where they're going to get a good look. Um, other than Atwood who kind of flits around and picks his spots and gets the basketball 15 feet and can score the ball um, the rest of them really struggle with Sheffield's defense um, Dusher is way off where he was mm. last year, that's a major major problem for them because they don't have um, you know if you're in the NBA and you're, you're in a, you've got a nine man rotation if you're not producing you there's numbers 10, 11, 12 waiting to come and take mm. it in the BBL and you've got a seven or eight man rotation. You've got one or two guys who just hasn't hit his
0: straps. Well, you just think he was Player of the Month at this time last
1: year. Yeah, then then you can't. And I didn't look. I was actually annoyed because I was going to check his numbers before before coming on. I didn't look, but you know I don't remember him making a shot this season. I'll be honest. And uh, it's not just making a shot. Just his just his general kind of is you know the times last year. He was. BBL John Stockton, he was just, mm-hmm. you know, he just ran pick and roll and he couldn't stop him when he went right in the pick and roll. He found him out, but he had Rashad Hassan to play with. Yeah. You know, yeah. who you know who gives you an extra kind of catch and finish option and, and Plymouth really haven't had that. So they've gone, um, their numbers are way down. And yeah, the game itself was uninspiring.
0: Yeah, well, the, Sheffield got up pay. Sheffield got a pay mid-second quarter. Patriots had seven in a row. 26-27, though. And you're thinking it'll get better in the second half, and then there's two shot clock violations to start the second half. Um, and then kind of Sheffield sort of edged out, mainly from free throws to a 10-point lead. And as you say, Plymouth never quite had enough offense to make you think they were going to get back into it.
1: No, this was a typical Sheffield game. Yeah. Ultimately, they they had enough um, nows. And energy about them um, and athleticism about them um, to not give up anything easy. If you hold holding a team at 55 points on their own floor, you know, they're a pro team. It doesn't really matter um, what your offense is like. And they needed the winch. Sheffield. feel they, they dropped a couple of games. Um, but I mean, you know, fix it. I mean, you if you can give me a good reason why that game needs to be played on the Wednesday night in Plymouth on in the, the sixth week of the season when they've already played once down there. Um, I, I assume think...
0: the, the half, the answer is venue availability, but that doesn't answer the awaiting mm-hmm. availability. Mm. Uh, to answer your previous question, LVC Ducera is one for 20 from the three point line. this season and has scored 19 points in 10 games.
1: I mean, that's just, you know, that's, that's from particulars. You must have averaged 15, 15 and 8 last year yeah. at times. You know, that's just, so, you know, that's, and so the skills haven't disappeared. So that, that's a whole kind of field thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. a mentality thing. That So that indicates more than anything that, you know, that something's not right in the state of Denmark, you know. Mm. Mm. That was that,
0: Shakespeare. Yeah, indeed. Uh, Faulkner Faulkner 14. <laughs> Wiley eleven and ten, Johnson eleven and Atwood, eleven and seven rebounds, thirty five percent from the floor, five for twenty five from three. Uh, Cook seventeen and seven, Nichols fifteen point six rebounds, five assists. Allen ten points and eight rebounds. They were forty six percent from the. Uh, you just floor say there. I mean, 16
1: I actually remember a little bit more about this now, and, and I remember thinking that you know the, the only player who came out of the game with any particular credit was Bennett Cook. Um, who I say credit, I mean, obviously, the Shepherd guys did what they meant to do, but I thought Cook was excellent. He wasn't matched up against anybody who could guard him, obviously. Um, and um, he, he, he was really good. But that's 32 points from their front court, you know, Cook and Nichols, whereas Plymouth got virtually nothing from their front court. Yeah, they yeah. Uh, let's
0: go to Thursday night. Leicester Riders 94, Surrey Scorchers 86. Still no hunt or uh, for Surrey or Law for. Uh, Leicester, sorry, nine of the first ten points on their way to a seven to twenty-one lead midway through the first quarter. They they came out firing, and Leicester were anything but.
1: Well, I thought Leicester played the worst fifteen minutes of basketball I've probably ever seen Leicester play, hmm. or, or actually, I've probably seen it in the league this year. And then, sorry, says, yeah, oh, might be? I have twenty minutes of hours. <laughs> uh, played even worse. I'm, you know, I got a little bit, you know. A little bit frustrated with the kind of the analysis of this game because it was oh they need to play with more energy or they need to play more defense they just need to play better both teams you know I thought um it was with Leicester I can't you kind of understand it a little bit they are rookies you know these on five rookies and that means that their, their skills are going to be there but their understanding and their application at times is going to fluctuate and at the moment they're on a massive roller coaster. Mm. Um, and, again, you know, who solved, who saved them? It was kind of Mackenzie and Washington. If Mackenzie and Washington hadn't come in the game, then um, hadn't been there come in the game. It could have got horrendously ugly. Um, Surrey played with nothing to lose. And then as soon as they had something to lose, they played with everything to lose.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh Robinson, Cooper, steal threes, Jameson inside. Jameson even hit a three-pointer at one stage as well. Yeah, the, I heard, that,
1: I heard the, the the exclamation in your voice. Yeah, you yeah, said, "there's yeah, yeah. a stat coming?
0: A coming? The, I, well, I looked it up. He did actually go two for two in his first game, but that was in the cup, so I hadn't got that I to hand know. at the point. I've since looked it up. Uh, but he'd made one before that in, in his time in the British well, basketball. I mean, game. I thought
1: that was a tipping point in the game, that, because from kind of. That moment on the middle of the second quarter, they got very um, they they, they varied sorry, varied between kind of cocksure and tentative. Mm-hmm. You know, their shot selection disappeared insofar as they weren't shooting the open ones anymore. They were kind of at times hesitating and at times um, putting the ball down, running into trouble, and um, their defense dropped off. They were at 23. And I remember thinking, to forty-three with five twenty-eight. Yeah, you're up twenty-three with five twenty to go. So you come you come up to a timeout, and they got a stop. And I remember dribbling uh, just, just actually literally in their own court, in their own half court. Um, I, I think Jameson maybe threw the ball to to Gooden or somebody, and, and it went out of bounds next to the scorer's table. They turned it over without you know just an utterly kind of fruitless, pointless turnover. And, and I just remember thinking, oh. Because you're always what you're always looking at that point for the time that the comeback might start. Yeah. You know you're always looking for that kind of, and it's never one play obviously, but you're always looking for that tipping point, which is oh okay, there's there's something going on there. You've got your foot on their throat. You've got to keep pressing it down. You can't start throwing away. And then after the timeout, the, the, the media timeout, I remember thinking Robinson's not in the game. You know and it's like hang on, you know they're because. They're they're up twenty-three or twenty-one or nineteen or whatever it was for mm. the media timeout, and Robinson's only played like six or seven minutes at that point. And the last five minutes of the first half are the most most important five minutes of that game.
0: Mm.
1: If they win the last five minutes of the first, you know, twenty-three right, points okay. over twenty minutes is over twenty-five minutes is nothing. Not when you're Leicester, mm. thirty points over twenty minutes mm. is just is almost. You, know, you should never lose that game because by the you've got to get into the rhythm of the second half and all sorts of stuff, yeah. Um, yeah. and it was one of these things that coaches do, and I never understand it. You know, Lloyd had Justin Robinson actually literally sat on the, the scorers table on the chair to come in, but didn't put him in immediately after the timeout. Came it's almost like well, let's have one play, then Justin, you come in. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking he needs to be in the game, <laughs> you know, because he's the one who's gonna because they couldn't score and they couldn't score for five minutes. And when they and was that they couldn't initially Score the ball very well. Eventually, they get a couple of runouts. Mm. Then they get a bit of confidence. And suddenly, you said there's it, a timeout with about 15, and then last six points of the half, they're up nine. And at that point, the die was almost cast. Mm. Mm. I couldn't. So see Leicester,
0: uh, Leicester went 16-2 in the last five minutes. Washington mm. had a couple of threes. Other guys getting Ooh. to the to the free throw line. Um, and they there's... scored
1: 43 points before that in 15 minutes. And then they scored yeah. two.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's the game. Uh, they're still up nine at halftime, but as you say, looking looking wobbly. And then Pinson and Thomas uh dragged it back, and then Thomas hit two threes and Leicester are 50 to 49 ahead. So that's a 36, 30 to 6 run from 23 down to one point up.
1: and it was actually another play, it wasn't just to throw on the ball away, it was the moment when um, I think Gooden went under a screen on Washington and Washington just mm. stepped to the left and shot it. I may be in Gooden, it may been, been somebody else. I remember thinking, oh, you guys—you know the intensity. You have to keep the intensity going. Another five minutes, another ten minutes. Um, you have to break the opposition, and then didn't. And from that moment on, um, Leicester have more talent than Surrey. They have more athletic talent. They have more length. They have more, arguably, more depth. Surrey didn't really know whether to stick or twist with, um, their lineups since far as did they want offense or defence. So Cooper hardly played in the second half, you know, and and, and he's a guy who, you know, he clearly can space the floor, but Taylor's kind of playing ahead of him because you know probably because he knows the system a bit more. And the guards, is it Gooden? Is it Lawrence? Is it Robinson? Which 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 of those guys are going to play? And Josh Steele ended up sat down for quite a while. And I thought they never quite got their lineups right. Um and as I say, Leicester have some really Talented players, no question. You know, Pinson's really talented, Thomas is really talented. Asbury's really talented. You know, they're all they have significantly more substantial college resumes and, um than um, the, the Surrey guys, indeed. Most of the rookies in this league, Holmes, you know, Big 12 player, you know. Um, but they have to put it together. And at the moment, their defense is not great. And when Surrey stopped attacking their defense properly. And um, when Leicester got some stops and Rob was able to kind of move around with some lineups and get some of his better defensive players in the game, that game changed. And the game always changed, always turns on defense. Mm.
0: Uh Asbury made a a, a couple of threes, then he had a steal on the buzzer as well of the third quarter. Yeah. So Leicester went into the fourth quarter uh up four, and then before you know it, Holmes pins and pushed it out to eleven, and 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 they were actually quite comfortable from being well, Yeah, and down. they
1: scored. I mean Leicester scored what? 72 points in 25 minutes, 74, 74 points yeah. in 25 minutes. I mean, you know, when you, that that's, that's, you know, it can happen in games, right? Mm. But when you've got a foot in your foot in the team's throat for it to turn around like that, that quickly, you know, 20 points in 15 minutes and then 70, 74 in the next 25. Mm. It's like, you know, what, you know, you haven't got the, you know, you've got, you, you haven't got a winning culture there. You, you're struggling with winning. I mean, if you look at that Surrey team, at this point in time, there's one guy on that team who's a proven winner, and that's Justin Robinson in this league. Yeah. Um, that's it. You know, the other guys have been there a while. Um, obviously, Josh Steele and Taylor have been injured last year, but even Taylor before that, you know, they didn't win many games. Josh was at Manchester, when they did okay, um, but didn't win any trophies or anything like that. And I thought I saw Justin getting a bit frustrated near the end because I think he knew that was a game that they could have won. Um and they and they weren't at this point ready against that you know as I say you know the you know Lloyd's playing the guy Elliot Bailey who's playing fine yeah. who's basically six 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 seven he's having to play the five spot at yeah. times
0: yeah yeah
1: you know yeah. so they are on demand there's no question about that you know he's playing more than he would probably have expected him to have to play when he signed him um but their roster construction isn't great because as I say you've got all, you've got Mohamed Wang Cooper and Teo who are basically all playing the same position. And often that's behind Josh Steele, mm. you know. So there's um, Mohammed Wang and Cooper. That's three imports, you know. And, and I'm not sure that that is is particularly well thought through and with what they've got. So there were issues. As, as I say, they were just they were abominable. 15 minutes. I mean, defensively, offensively, almost like. Of course, you have to remember the rookies. And when you, when, when they're rookies, you you always go back to okay, what's happened before between these teams? Ah. Leicester's beaten them. Mm. Now they're playing. Ah, what, what, what place in the league are they? Ah, they're bottom, the one and six or one mm. and seven. Ah, you know, and, and as much as you're a coach, and as much as you're being around the league, and as much as you're telling your guys, this is a different game, this is that, it does not sink in, it does not move, get into their brains until they say it happened to themselves. Yeah. And, that's, yeah. and I've been around some of the best players in this league. In their first time round, it doesn't it didn't matter how much we told them what was going to happen. Mm. They didn't believe it until we saw it, until they saw it themselves.
0: Yeah.
1: So it's it, every game for them is, and every situation they're in is going to be different. Every kind of learning experience is going to be different. How do you deal with teams when you've beaten them? How do you te- deal with teams when you've lost to them? How do you deal with teams when there's a bit of a ruckus, like with last week? Mm. How, do you, how do you deal with playing against London? How do you deal with getting up for back-to-back? Everything is new. Mm um that's that is really that is really really tough
0: but they've got the talent to compete uh so in the era that they had uh biggest lead on the live stats i think it was 2016 it started to do that was the biggest comeback from 23 down the previous one was uh bristol with 22 points up with 15 minutes to go as well i actually looked at the play-by-play on that uh, against worcester and ended up losing in overtime um Thomas, 20 points, 11 rebounds, four assists, two steals. Holmes, 7 of 10 shooting for 18 points. Asbury, 3 of 6 from behind the arc, 17 points. Uh, Wang, 18 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists. Jameson, numbers the wrong way around for him, 15 points yeah. and 9 rebounds. Uh, Robinson, 13 points and 5 assists. They were 12 of uh, 30 from 3, but a lot of that was was early on when they were building that twenty. Well, that's court. the thing, isn't it? I mean, the
1: one game they won, they were 20 of 40. Mm. You know, I think they made ten or fifteen in the first half of this game. Um, I think if it, might, it was something to close to, to that, that yeah. yeah, something like that. You know, so you know, and that's what I'm talking about with Leicester's defense. And I mean, even Rose said at one point when Cooper got a standalone three with with somebody in front of him and no one putting their hand up, said so, you know, you can't play a defense like that. You know, these younger teams, everybody says the offense. Everybody says you know, the best teams are the best offensive teams. Mm. Not even close. They're the ones who are going to win more games.
0: Uh, let's go to Friday. Bristol Flyers 74, Cheshire Phoenix 70. Keedy Johnson with a wrist injury was out. Uh, Royal Graham Bell with an ankle injury was out. Obviously, Rye is still out for Cheshire. Jacob hitting shots early on. Jack responding, but, but Flyers had a lead by as many as eight points in the first quarter.
1: Yeah, Cheshire were a little bit flat, I thought. Mm-hmm. I mean, so Jack catch and shoot very, very quick. He's becoming Dirk Williams 2.0. Mm-hmm. If not off the dribble, but certainly off the catch. Um, but the rest of them, other than Charles, where well, I kept them in the game in the first mm. half, he was exceptional both ends, off the dribble, off the jump shot. Um, but without Rise, that third kind of creator behind Holden and Riddle, um, it does give them a little bit of a gap. Bristol are in your face. The thing that struck me about this game, probably more than any other game, was just the competitiveness of both teams.
0: Mm. I thought yeah. it was
1: really I thought both teams were really competitive in that, and you don't see that in all the games. And it's 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 kind of an intangible, but it's also absolutely visible. <laughs> if you're looking for it, you know, you see the, the little things, and it's not just diving on the floor and 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 having everybody look at you and say, Oh, look, I dived on the floor. give me a big round of applause. It's all the little stuff, the rebounding, the, the boxing out, the battling for stuff, the, the motivation, the getting you the um, the high five and they're getting around your team. And um, Bristol have basically made their built their whole organization on that over the past couple of years. And it's a good it's a pretty good starting block. Mm. Um when, in, in BBL terms in particular British basketball league terms in particular. Um the game itself, um they Bristol may have benefited from having less players, mm. albeit you know, Raoul Graham Bell's been playing really well, and Katie Johnson's been the guy who's been breaking down. Defenses for them, but it does mean the other guys have to play and they have to step yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. You know, and Ollison and Jacob in particular are both, uh, you know, very talented shooters who've got enough of a that to get to the rim. And I um, thought they impacted the game positively. And Ralph Thomas Edwards obviously gets to play a lot and he plays physically.
0: Yeah, a little too physically in this one, though. Shargrat uh, yeah. pulled the Cheshire back. They got up one. Knicks were up seven early in the third quarter. And Thomas Edwards got his fourth foul. Uh, in the yep. third quarter with 4.11 to go. But actually, they were playing pretty well at that point. Mm-hmm. Him sitting down didn't really make that much difference. They had a, a 17-3 run to lead um, 50-43. to
1: Yeah. They... I'm still not sure on Cheshire. I'm not sure what you're going to get because, you know, they have, you know, Kristen really solid in this game, really solid. Um Holden His
0: shoes less solid in this game.
1: Yeah, shoes indeed, yes. Um Holden is is the absolute up and down guy, you know. You know, you know Michael Jordan, the, the basketball player one day, Michael Jordan the actor the next day, you know. <laughs> um he, he, he and you know he he's long, he gets in the he, he gets in the lane, yeah, he miss, and he misses layups in transitions. Like, really, what, what's going on? Um and ultimately you have to create shots from somewhere. now the difficulty with um cheshire for much of this game in relation to bristol was that bristol are right in your face so they're not giving skylar white those open three-point looks and they're also out rebound They're also rebounding like demons on the offensive glass and they didn't really have that much kind of separation in relation to getting open shots um cheshire and that's why bristol pulled away but what All that energy does eventually is that it does dissipate a little bit. And if you hang in for long enough and you compete for long enough, and Ben Thomas put Greg Wilde in with four and a half minutes to go, Mm -hmm. you know, just to give him, which indicates that, you know, that would not have been in his game plan. He might have been putting Greg Wilde in with four minutes to go in the second quarter, but it would not have been in his game plan to put him in with four minutes to go in the game when he hasn't played. But he put him in to add to it again, to add to that, you know, to keep competitive. Yeah. And you know, to maintain that that energy, I suppose. Uh, to the logic for it. Yeah, yeah. And stick in that way, then you're always gonna have a chance at the end. And that's what nearly came about.
0: Yeah. So uh Bristol uh after a blown offensive rebound, uh Cheshire got out in the break and Wild Wild made a layup 69, 67, 220 to go. Uh good D by White after a switch on Allison, Somebody makes uh, a a tough shot uh on the buzzer. Offensive rebound by um, he takes a tough shot. Sorry, offensive yeah. rebounds by Thomas Edwards, but he threw it away. Um, and then other end of the floor, Jacob ended up on the floor. White misses an open three, um, and then they come back down. One seventeen to go. White with a foul, but it's on the floor. It's the team four, so no, no shot. One fifteen to go. Wild probably overplaying on Lucas gets called for a foul, and it's two yeah. free throws. Seventy 71- one. 67 uh jack misses a three wild chasing the loose ball and it's one of them where he wasn't quite sure whether he could let it go into the backcourt and get it or not didn't want to take the risk saved it but but in doing that throws throws it away as a result lucas ran the cro- clock i thought he still went a little early actually lucas he did, he yeah they always
1: do. Yeah. The times, they always go early just oof, my head is blown by it mm.
0: Uh, he missed the three. Uh, there's almost a steal, uh, but in the end, there's a foul on uh, Thomas Edwards. So that was his fifth foul, 37 seconds. So what, yeah. Just know
1: what you've just described there is a minute and a half of basketball without anybody scoring. Yes, right. And that's what I'm talking about about the competitiveness of the game. Yeah. There was nothing being given easy. The reason White misses that three is because he's not had early. Looks to get into a rhythm. Mm. Um, the same with Lucas. All of that stuff. You know, the, these teams are really going at each other.
0: Uh then timeout advance, Jack couldn't really find any room, misses a three. White with a steal uh after a defensive rebound. He then takes it to the corner, misses a three. But uh Jack with the offensive rebound put back and he's fouled uh for the M1, 19.3 seconds to go, 7170. Yeah,
1: it was almost like that was the only way anyone was gonna make a play. Yeah. <laughs> no, no one was making a shot. Yeah, and uh I made sure Jack made an unbelievable play uh so they went for went for a steal
0: couldn't get it so had to foul lucas uh who who had actually been a bit poor from the line uh yeah. made two free throws, 73 70 uh Rideau to the basket the fouls called on the floor he missed the layup anyway but it was one of them where it was I take
1: that back i thought that was an okay call i thought it was on the floor just
0: and, and he missed it anyway so it wouldn't wouldn't have well he would have got free throws i suppose it's a sideline ball instead uh four seconds ago, Kristen misses the three. White white fouls green on the rebound. He makes makes the first, and that's the game.
1: Yeah, basically no one could make a shot at the end. It mattered, you know, and they didn't have the ability to get their head down and kind of drive to the basket. As you see Riddle tried, got fouled on the grass on uh, fell on the floor. Um, I it was a good win for Bristol. It would be nice to see those teams going at each other fully fledged with Rye on one side and with and Bell and Johnson on the other side. Um, but they were really, the both teams were really competitive. It would also be interesting to save that comp- kind of competitive level remains in February and March, when they're both firmly ensconced in their playoff positions and it doesn't really matter as much. Um, but no, I thought it was really kind of a, it was an intriguing watch. It was nice. It was a bit of a kind of a, an antidote to some of the other sanitized kind of your, your shot, my shot stuff that I've been watching. A bit old school.
0: Mm. Uh, it was definitely more enjoyable than the other game on Friday yeah, night. We trying to watch both of them back one after the other. Uh, Ollison, 23. Green, 15 points and 13 rebounds. Jacob, 13 points and 8 rebounds. Uh, Jack, 6 of 12 for 3 uh, mm. for 23 points. Chaguar, uh 14 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists. Christian with 14 uh, let's go to said other game. Uh, Newcastle Eagles 86, London Lions 99. Green coming off the bench, Neighbor starting, Sharma and Taylor out. Uh, it was actually pretty even early on, wasn't it? Score for score, it looked like it might
1: be. Yeah, uh, well, two things, I mean, being in the arena, two things that were fairly immediately apparent was firstly um, the much hope for well, we've just played a double overtime game, a time to rest, Decker, and Philip and a few of the other yeah, guys yeah. wasn't going to happen. Yeah. And secondly, the other reason for that was because Newcastle has got London's attention. Yeah.
0: Well, partly really because back,
1: the so. only team that's been close mm. to beating them and they were close. They had a yeah, really good tie game with 46, 48 seconds left. Yeah, yeah. And um, they've been close to beating them. And also... There was a little bit of talking in that game, but I think that was a secondary thing. I think it was a fact that, you know, this team thinks they can beat us. Yeah, yeah, for real. Yeah, yeah, And I think London showed and up. Alaska
0: boy going on and guaranteeing it as well.
1: Well, well, yeah, well, okay. You know, he's got his own podcast to sell down. You know, you know, we don't do that type of kind of cheap, tacky commercialistic stuff. <laughs> you know, we keep it real. Yeah. Keep it, down, you know, get it. No, seriously, um. Uh, that I think really made a difference because I think London um Newcastle had London's full attention. That was yeah. and given the that they put out, and given the way Decke looked on Tuesday night mm. in the second overtime in particular. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was that was pretty apparent. Um Newcastle starting five did fine, albeit defensively. Um you know, line up with Neighbor and Del is, is gonna struggle a little bit. Um the game was Basically, won and lost in probably eight minutes after the first media timeout to the beginning of the, th- the second quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, Newcastle's bench got obliterated by London's bench, particularly Conor Morgan. I mean, yeah. Conor Morgan was just, a, I mean, he played like cat and mouse with Taj Green. Taj Green came off the bench and played like he wanted to know why he wasn't starting, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But even not offensively, defensively, defensively, um, there was a, I think, there was three consecutive plays in the end of the first quarter. Um, the first one. Nelson Nelson cut under the basket and got the ball. And Green was guarding Morgan at the top. And Green does what shot blockers do, what he's tra- what he's done for most of and he takes three steps down towards the ball. He's stuck in Moonman's land. Nelson fires it out to Morgan. Uh, Morgan makes the three. Green's ignored the scouting report. Next time down, they put Morgan in the screen and roll. Morgan flares out off the screen and roll to the weak side. Green just, just follows him like, oh my god, he's a shooter. I've got to guard him. Just runs after him, leaving um, Nelson the free lane at the basket and Ward Hibbert has to come across and foul them. And then the third play, I think in a row, there was a, a screen and roll on the weak side. Um, and Green and whoever was uh, McGill, maybe, were two on one on the ball and didn't communicate. And he threw it to Morgan, one dribble in the dunk. Mm. You yeah. know, and it was literally, and, it was and
0: actually, it impacted on him at the other end because he was he was missing layups, and he missed, as layup, as well as he missed well. layups,
1: he yeah. missed finishes, and you know, and ultimately, um that matchup kind of summarized the difference between the groups. Now, I was surprised that Newcastle stayed with that lineup at the beginning of the second quarter because it, the, the Austin had kind of kept them going a little bit. Yeah. Got to the rim a couple of times, got a couple of offensive rebounds, so they're only down eight. But you know it was it looked pretty you know defensively it was pretty horrible, and they came out same lineup, and um, blew a green blew a fast break layup on a on a kind of a log pass. Grantham comes down, strokes a three. Mark calls a timeout, twenty seven seconds into the second quarter, and then comes back again with the same lineup, which I just yeah. didn't get at that point. You know Jordan Johnson was plus one at that point. Jordan Johnson came back into the game six minutes after going out from the Eagles being up one and when he comes back in they're down 17. Mm. So the and run I've
0: the run, the run I've got is from 333 in the first quarter where it was 19 to 21. The next yeah. 6 minutes were 25-5 Morgan, Grantham, Deccas, and Silverado all hitting threes and it's 24-46. So. I mean then you've got you've
1: got things like you know my 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 take on that's the game. I mean there's no point yeah, talking about the rest game. Of the game. Yeah, that is yeah, the game. Yeah. Uh, because there's no way London we're going to lose that game after that. Mm. Newcastle were playing for a little bit of I don't even say pride, they were playing to playing stay competitive. And Newcastle can score the ball, their players who can score the ball. That was never going never gonna to be a change, but there was never any jeopardy in the game after that. And the reason those games are so, those minutes are so vital is because when you're playing against London, you can't have an uncompetitive unit on the floor yeah. for more than two minutes. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. You've you got to be, you know, you can't, because the moment they get 10 points separation on you, it's, it's like a cat with a mouse, you're done. Yeah, yeah. You're not getting back. The only yeah. chance you've got is if you're fighting them blow for blow, and then maybe you get into their heads like last time when Philip got into you know, got a bit antsy and um you know, maybe you get a bit twisty, maybe Crow gets behind him, maybe you get a couple of calls and suddenly you're in the game with five minutes left. The minute that, that begin that beginning of the second quarter happened, and again it's McGill and four bench players with Newcastle. Mm. You know, and, and primarily that, that means that Whitfield, who's made a couple of threes, it hasn't it hasn't played during that run. Um Johnson. Who's the, the, the main guy basically to get them out of difficulty hasn't played during that run? Um, you've you've that's the game done, doesn't matter about saving yeah. the other guys, giving them the rest period, it doesn't matter, you're done. And you know, I know because we were you know, when we were involved, and we, we used to play teams who would play as hard and they would think oh they're as good as us, and then our guys would be like, Hey, we got to show these guys a lesson. Mm. You know, because they can't come completely. we're not they're not as good as us, so we're going to show them the second time. and that, and that and that was exactly what I saw. I mean, I thought London were very, very impressive, obviously with all the sunny with a different level. Delpesh disappointed me a little bit in in his physical competit- competitiveness with all the sunny, not so much the screen and roll stuff, but you know he got offensive all of a sudden got offensive rebounds, and these guys are about the same kind of size. Mm. Um, I looked at the numbers. Delpesh's numbers are way down this year. He's five points a game he's averaging 1.5 defensive rebounds in 22 minutes. Mm. You know, that's way down on his normal Mm. on what he's produced over the past three or four years. I mean, literally, you know, you're going to get one in 22 minutes just by standing there. You're not going to get a foul shot, you know what I mean? Um, 1.5 defensive rebound. It's not that he's not playing hard. It's just that his head seems to be spinning a bit. He's doing, you know... And I think Newcastle need to simplify a lot and they need to simplify their defence in particular because... um, you can't make mental mistakes like Green made, leaving Connor Morgan to go and find yeah. Nelson under the basket. You just can't do that. That's losing basketball. And um, defensively, they're, they're they're still not very good. It was, I mean, McGill at one point went under a under a handoff on Solowade. They just stepped up and shot the three in the first half as well, and that just kind of builds builds momentum to a certain degree. I think the guards are probably playing a bit um, to conserve energy because they know they haven't do the majority of the scoring. Mm and that's how it's impacted them defensively. London, I mean, they didn't need... Obviously, Sharma is a massive piece for them. He wasn't even there. It does mean that Conor Morgan can kind of play that 5 role, which in BBL terms is dynamite, mm. absolute dynamite. Um, Morgan didn't have to get out of fourth gear, the other Morgan, Matt Morgan. Um, and I just thought they came up with a purpose. And you know something, and this is the thing that I hope Taj Green looks at, um, You know, Conor Morgan destroyed that game. He destroyed Newcastle in that game. He mm. didn't have to beat his chest once.
0: No, no,
1: Didn't have to talk to anybody once. You know, a couple of times he made a shot and you looked at his teammates like, yeah, that's fine. Mm. You know, and it's fine. Yeah, I don't mind the stuff where you bit you big up the crowd after you, after the, the whistle's dead and you're walking back to the bench. That's great. But you know, the economy of movement and the economy of um i do not say effort because the effort was there, but the economy of movement and the skill set and the fundamental understanding of what he had to do and where he had to be, it was like, as I say, it was like watching one team learning calculus, another team learning arithmetic, you know? And that's something that Newcastle are going to have to get over very quickly to get better. It's something that everybody who faces London is going to find, you know, just because, and you can be a smart defensive team and still get well beat, because that happened with Sheffield last week. So it doesn't mean that London's not the measuring stick for everybody in this league. Um, but they were I mean, the first half they were awfully good, and in the second half they um they just they just cruised. Yeah. Uh Johnson 20 points, five assists, he
0: was a plus four to your point in 26 minutes and 40. Well, what happened assists. in the second half? I mean, they won a
1: ten point ten, 10 point run the last five minutes, yeah, so those yeah. plus minus numbers aren't great. Aren't a great indication. But in the first half, you know, if you've got a, a unit that was rolling, which they had a unit that was rolling, and then the four bench players come in with McGill and it just You know, it it you can give that two minutes. You can't give that more than two minutes. And Austin also, they lost Austin as well. He had a bit of a groin niggle, so he was actually playing really well. He was really up for it. He was aggressive, athletic, um, doing what what he needed to do. Um, He had a groin niggle, so he didn't come back. But even so, London were really good.
0: Whitfield 16, McGill 15, although 5 of 17. They were 20 for 57 from two-point range.
1: Yeah, well, they're not getting scores from inside. Mm. You know, they're not scoring, they don't have any co- kind of cohesion between the, the guards and the bigs at the moment. You know, that needs to change because Darius can score. Delpesh averaged 12 a game at Bristol last year. Green obviously 18 a game last year, mm. and neighbours a shooter. So, you know, you can't get by if those guys are giving you a combination of like 15-20 points a game, they've got to be up in the 30s. Mm. That means they've okay. got to get more shots.
0: Seven of 10, Connor Morgan for 17 points. Olisseni, nearly a triple-double, 13 points, mm-hmm. 10 rebounds, nine assists, six of eight shooting. Uh, Grantham, 12.6 rebounds, 51 bench points for London.
1: I mean, those assists for Olisseni are just kind of indicative of just how um, together London are, because those assists come when Newcastle were kind of hard-hedging or trapping the screen and roll. And he was catching the ball on the short roll. And Basically, what that means is when Olisseni sets the screen, um, his man is being drawn to the basketball where the guard has got it, probably because Morgan made nine threes on them last time. So they're over they're pressing up on the basketball. That leaves Olisenei free to slip in behind. But then another guy comes from the help to try and stop him scoring, otherwise he'd score every time. And what all he was doing was catching the ball on a short roll around the foul line. And then he was hitting the right man on the perimeter for threes, you know, or on the baseline for Decker or Dun- or Grantham for, for dunks. And to have that level of skill, you know, they 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 filleted them. And all of a sudden he in particular filleted them in that position the options were awesome no
0: game Saturday so let's come to Sunday two thrillers on Sunday mm-hmm. uh, let's start at the pavilions Plymouth City Patriots 105 Surrey Scorchers 110 after overtime so they did have Green and uh, Levi in and as uh, soon as they came in you could actually see what they were going to uh, bring to the table. Couldn't you? Green hit a couple of threes. Levi getting after the boards. Patriots with a slender lead early on.
1: Yeah, wow, well, what a game, eh? Huh? Mm. Um, I hate to be, I don't want to be unfair or cruel, but it was kind of two bald men fighting over a comb. Um,
0: <laughs> dear.
1: I'm sorry. Um, to start with, and, but um, What it was just a bit of everything this did. Um real. We get about three of these games at the pavilions every year where it all all hell kind of breaks loose in different directions. Um the I mean deal with Green Green and and Levi first. Green played at Glasgow, but he never looked healthy when he was in Glasgow. No. Um he's a Canadian guy. Um I remember I was thinking I may have been around or maybe the year after I finished, but I had a scouting report on him from Fabs mates in Toronto about basically being a guy who could really shoot the ball. Could really, really shoot the ball. Um, not the most mobile kind of foreman, but could could score the ball. Um, and a reliable, solid guy who's gonna shoot the ball when he's meant to is probably what Plymouth needed. Mm-hmm. You know, less kind of random movements because Wiley and Atwood are both kind of guys who look for their spots as opposed to give you any kind of normal normative spacing. So that's that that's just kind of a solid spot. Now he has to be healthy mm. and he has to prove he can shoot the ball that well because he was two or ten in this game from the three point and he probably chucked up two or three, which were yeah. ill-advised. Levi just reminded it was just like it was like David Olf reincarnated. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I thought he was that might be unfair and it might be fair, and it might and I like David Olf a lot, you know, in relation to what he gives the team. And it might be that Levi provides a little bit more, but he went um he was—he's undersized, clearly. You know, six foot six. He, guys with beards like that are always generally a couple of inches undersized because it's aimed at accentuating how hard they are. You know, the beard as well. <laughs> um, remember a guy called Mike Kingmer for Glasgow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he Wasn't
0: so, he uh, in Star Wars? Yeah, yeah. He, like he, he was, yeah, he was six
1: foot nine course. with fuzzy beard and all that type yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, that, always, as I say it always makes you look a bit tougher. Yeah. Um, and he, put, he played like that. To be absolutely fair to him, the other guy he kind of reminded me of a little bit, albeit without the post game. And again, it's a Plymouth kind of reboot. Is Matt Schneck. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember Matt Schneck? He was yeah. a bit,
1: probably a bit better with the basketball. Yeah, from that I think score. he better
0: scorer.
1: Better scorer. Yeah. But um, well, we've only seen Levi for one game. Well, I don't have, think yeah, yeah. We haven't through the post that much. But in relation to his kind of constant physical presence, and and when you ran into him, you know you kind of stayed running to him. Um, that was kind of similar. Um, so yeah, so he that that helped them, and the fact that they played thirty-five minutes each in an overtime game probably gives an idea as to what PG thinks of, of them, yeah, as yeah. opposed to what he thinks about you know some of the other guys. I mean why they only played eleven minutes. Um, so in theory, that's an improvement. But then they've got obviously they've got certain issues in the backcourt to sort out, of, which we'll get to in a minute. We'll get to in a minute. Um, well, Robin, Robinson,
0: Cooper, Gooden, uh, Tayo all hitting threes. They're up eight at halftime. They started the third quarter really well. It's forty-three. 43- 57 and it, it just looks like that's the way it's going. And then suddenly it turned around, Surrey so couldn't score Plymouth 16-3 run, 63-62. Yeah, I think and it's, right, it's fair to say from
1: yeah, fair to say from the evidence before us that Surrey are not necessarily a team who knows how to play from the play from ahead. No. Um because you're right, they were bouncing around and they, and they were making plays, and Josh Steele's driving down the middle and Duncan, and their spacing is pristine and they're getting good shots and and then suddenly it's like almost you know flick a switch and whoa you know the ball's not dropping but they're not getting those same good looks and um, they become a little bit tentative the rotations change up a little bit and the opposition you know are able to score on them and they kind of wilted a little bit mm. you know they, you know and and they really shouldn't have wilted because um, you know I just as I say I'm not sure that they're the outside of Robinson that they're mentally the strongest team I've ever seen Mm, Um, because I thought that game was there to be put away and you know for instance Sheffield uh, on Wednesday night in a fairly similar position in fact never getting that far up it was never any doubt Mm. they were going to win that game they were going to keep doing what they were doing they were going to keep getting their stops and and ultimately Bristol would and Plymouth would just kind of fade away and that wasn't the case with Surrey and um Plymouth benefited from speeding the game up. They played a bit faster. Johnson is a, a const, Taylor Johnson is a kind of a constant menace off the dribble. He's always looking to attack um, and, and get to the rim and make shots and all that type of stuff. Um, and they got any benefit, I think, from PJ deciding that okay, it's Levi and Green. Yeah, yeah. So the first half, they're kind of he's testing them out, seeing what they've got. Second half, is like oh, roll the dice, go on, well, off, see the what they got. Put it out. Yeah, there. and Levi in particular. Um, you know, you know, maybe even out-rebounded Jameson. Yeah. He certainly played in 50-50 if he didn't out yeah, a rebound yeah, 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 yeah. And on top of that, the thing about Levi I like was there was a bit of physical contact down yeah. low. And, and, he, you know, he took a charge and he took a hard foul. And, and he just, he played with a presence that they have not yeah, had. Yeah. Exactly. Now, yeah, whether I or not that's so. a first-game presence or whether that's going to be something he's able to play with, with that energy intensity throughout the year. That's gonna be a different question. Well,
0: hopefully the latter, because that's really what they what need. They need. It, it was absolutely a, a big need. hole in their lineup, and he looks I'm also like, he conscious might feel
1: that, like... That, that that is the only non-wooden floor in the league. And if he yeah. plays like that all <laughs> season long, <laughs> he might not have much in the way of knees left by the yeah, end of, yeah, yeah. Um so yeah, so so that all kind, of, and then it went, you know, it was Kind of who's let's, gonna make yeah the, let's
0: get to the end then 1.38 oh yeah. to go Faulkner with a three 89 82 and the, here's the point where you think oh Plymouth are gonna Plymouth are gonna do that and then Wang takes over the game six points in a row to 89.85
1: yeah well well he took over the game. I mean Plymouth made a three and Wang's dunking it by the time the ball stopped jumping up and down isn't he I know
0: I know I'm not sure how that happened because
1: yeah. the kind of the camera kind of took cut away from it a little yeah. bit but it's like, you know, that's a problem. Mm. Um, because that play was the game. Yeah. You know, that play was the game. That was a 130, you say. So if, if they take 20 yeah. seconds off the shot clock and don't get a score, that game is over. Yeah. Seven points with the ball with the minute to go. I mean, okay, maybe not over, but you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, but suddenly five points with 130 on the clock, that's anybody's game again because mm. you've still got four, five possessions left in the game. Um Wang did some actually in, in the one game they won last year at Newcastle when I was there. He, he did something quite similar at the end of the game. He kind of took over the game and gave him the ball. And then mm-hmm. you thought, oh my god, this guy's this guy's kind of Kobe, you know, <laughs> he's playing like Kobe, he's giving the ball, he's going to win the game for them. And um, but Plymouth's defense in that period of time was not great either because they kept switching, they kept leaving um, one of the big guys, Levi in particular, with Wang in front of him, mm-hmm. They didn't. After switch, they were just kind of switching for the sake of switching on the screen. Yeah, yeah. And you know, and and leaving matchups and then not helping. And I, I thought they also demonstrated that they weren't really sure how they were going to win. But you keep yeah, going. Let's to- get to it.
0: So just just to, to the point, because you just made me think of it, is uh Wolves Vilnius were seven points down with twenty three seconds to go last yeah. week and one by two in regulation. So it, yeah it's not but let's talk bbl to, how often yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah um so 15.2 seconds to go uh faulkner one for two from the free throw line to make it 90 to 88 uh he misses the second free throw wang pulls it off the rim runs the court loses the ball out of bounds plymouth ball game over Except they had a chat about it, turned it round and gave the ball to Surrey. Well, the refs are clearly
1: all I'll say is that, um, Farooz and Tahir are clearly setting up some form of um refereeing campaign for instant replay Mm. because that I mean, I'm not I'm not an assessor and I don't I thought there was a couple of weird calls in this game, there was one. Sorry, sorry, had a Jameson about to shoot an offensive rebound. Jameson got an offensive rebound on a foul shot mm. in the third quarter, and the ref waved it off for something I still don't know what it was. I think he said it was a lane violation mm. on the shooter, and it was like, no, it wasn't. I mean, there was nothing there. Um, And there were a couple of other kind of weirdish calls. Um, But this one, it was just, unfortunately, it was just, just, <laughs> there's a balls up. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, I'm the other the, thing uh, is,
0: like, um, like if if that had been knocked out of Wang's hands
1: and it was given to Plymouth,
0: he wouldn't yeah. have just stood there and took it. He'd have been
1: going mad. Well, that and what what got me was, um, I think it was Ferruz. He immediately, he's, he's the guy who's ten feet away, who has the sight of the ball because he doesn't have to look through the back of the fault mm. to see what's happening. Right he immediately points you the other way. There's no doubt. He points you the way and he walks you the other way. Mm. Um, so here on the baseline, is kind of looking around the corner. Doesn't signal anything. Mm. So you've got the ref who overrules. Well,
0: I think Gavin pointed that way as well. I think Gavin pointed for a, uh, on the
1: opposite side of the floor. I didn't see. I didn't see. Uh, well, it's not really his call. It's, it's hard. not his call. But, no, but the, guy, so the guy who really doesn't have a view and who hasn't signaled is then coming across to say, I think it's that way, but what gets me was there was no pushback on that mm. from the guy who was undoubtedly in the best position, who's actually signaled and has walked that way. Mm. So at that point, it's not just kind of a oh, brief chat. Um, what do you? It's like, are you sure? Really? Because I had a good line. What was your view? I signaled straight away. You didn't, you know. And you don't say that to each other, obviously, mm. but you know there is times whereby a ref has to hold his ground. Mm. You know and just are you sure and 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 they just got they just got it horrendously wrong and you know on that and probably on that alone I have a great deal of sympathy for for Plymouth really I mean that game was theirs yeah you yeah. are not saying they would't have won they would have made two foul shots to win the game because they hadn't shown much of the capacity to do that but ultimately you know that was a that was as big an argument for replay as you will ever have mm. at all yeah. Dubious out-of-bounds calls in the last minute. Yeah. Go and put them on the Why not? What's when, the harm? And
0: one replay shows you enough. Um, yeah. Steele with the head fake, open three for the win, misses it, wang, I, nobody anywhere near him comes flying through the air, jams it in. and, and It was
1: difficult, that one, because um, they, they were all switched out and, um, you know, there was the coverage wasn't there. The, sorry, um, Plymouth's coverage wasn't great. Lever had to switch out um, Taylor Johnson is trying to block out or hold. Um, not Taylor Johnson. Um, yeah, Taylor Johnson is trying to hold. Maybe Jameson on the weak side, you know, and and Levi's out there because he's been chasing it on over on the screen, and and Wang just runs from the top of the key and and um, makes a hell of a play and, and steals shot just in time. Um but to be frank, she's still should have made that shot. Well, not should have yeah, made yeah. that shot. Could have made that shot. Mm. He's made he a shooter, he makes shots like that. Yeah. it would be awful defense to give him a look, a three-point yeah. look, with one second to go on the clock. You know, it's like you know, you're playing at home at that point in time, it is no threes. Mm. And they ran him off once, but not very well, really. It's mm. like no threes, you stay in the stay. And um they failed to do that, and yeah, Wang made a heck of a play.
0: He did. Uh, so uh, let's get into the overtime. Let's go right to the end. Let's get yeah, to 54.4 seconds to go. Uh, Taylor Johnson takes it to the rim, gets fouled. Faulkner is jumping up and down livid that the pass didn't come his way. And then they, they started arguing about it and they kept arguing about it and kept arguing about it and it kept on going on.
1: I don't remember ever seeing anything like that. No, like I've, you've of.
0: seen it, but it was one of them where it's in
1: commentary. I thought they're arguing about this, and then I thought they'll see an argument. I've seen it, I've seen discussion. Yeah. But with a minute to go in a game yeah. when your guys actually just made a play and got to yeah. the foul line, and you're trying to put him off. Because it looked like that's what
0: Johnson was saying, is I'm at the free throw line, I'm about I'm about to make some free yeah, throws. I, mean, I mean
1: i honestly, I've I've seen some dysfunctional teams. Um, one famous Cheshire team may have had a fight in the locker room at Sports Central once (laughs) and there'll be other stories I don't know about, believe me Um, but I've never seen anything in the middle of the court like that and it's it's all on Faulkner now that isn't something which comes out of Taylor Johnson missing a pass that's something which has been bubbling away for weeks in practice, maybe they don't get on, maybe they do get on, whatever. I looked at Taylor Johnson's stats. Taylor Johnson has a 175 shot attempts this year, 28 assists. So maybe Faulkner's of the view that Johnson shoots the ball a bit more than he should. Mm. Maybe that's a point to be made. But it's but it doesn't matter. That's not the time to make it. Yeah, got, yeah, yeah, yeah. It don't matter. That is on. It is all on Faulkner. Because Johnson's on the foul line. He's he's like, get on my face. What are you doing? Mm. And he's like and he's like, why are you talking to me about like this now?" you know you're on my team. you know it's it's just utterly nuts um and he wouldn't he wouldn't let it go
0: mm.
1: you know when you got you tap the guy in the backside walk away and if you're going to cuss him out you cuss him out in the locker room afterwards mm. or you have it out in the locker room afterwards but not before he's about to make to shoot two vital foul shots mm. you know I'm looking at fault and I two weeks ago you're saying you just want to be the guy who's handed the keys. You know, if I'm PG I'm like the barman who's saying, "No, mate, you've had too many." <laughs> not a chance. Yeah. And, if I, and here's the thing, right? It all this all has knock-ons, right? Because yeah. if I'm not Bisi I'm thinking, "What this guy?" Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. This is a guy that the coach is playing instead of me. No, obviously he's not playing well enough to get them in. But what's what is the what is going on there? What is the kind of the interaction going on there? Because you don't. It's nice to see a window into what is, you know, the the the, the functionality or the dysfunction of the dysfunctional teams. We saw a little bit with an individual kind of personalities of players. We've seen a little bit with Green at Newcastle. We've seen it with Asbury at Leicester. Now you see it with Faulkner at, at Plymouth, and there will be others as well. And there's there are other times where you'll see the occasional bit of you know, pouting here or there. Um, but that was just. It was just wild. And then they were done after yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't yeah. I mean, it didn't, didn't matter, didn't matter yeah, what the yeah. score was in the game, yeah. that that was done. Because yeah, yeah. everyone's looking over their own shoulder. The whole yeah. team is what is going on here?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. And they need to have an intervention.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, they need to be sat around in a circle and they need to have an intervention because you know that environment is only going to get worse mm. if it is not addressed immediately. And as I say, No way in in hell does a basketball player with his teammate on the line, 54 seconds left in overtime, having maybe made the wrong play but got himself to the line anyway. And it wasn't
0: like if he'd thrown it out of bounds or he turned the ball over or something, then maybe you can have a yeah, but then
1: you'd be playing the other way so you wouldn't be saying anything, you know. This is because he stood there. No way in hell do you have you try and make a point at that point, yeah a guy who, and actually, the guy you're making the point who has been a pro for five years and is from the Ivy League mm. and you're know, coming out of, you know, a, a year as a pro in where have we played and he just just, 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 just.
0: So anyway, you know. Johnson Johnson had to make both free throws after all of that and he did, 101, uh, 102, but then thirty 36.9 seconds left. Wang with the step back three made it four, and then then Johnson missed a three at the other
1: end, and that was the game. I don't care. They were done. Yeah. I'm, 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 I believe it. the karma thing, you know, the mentality thing, you know, that you know, you can guarantee that after being told that ah, Johnson was going to be shooting next time down, mm. can't you? Mm. You know, it's just you know, there's just too much going through. It, it, it's you're almost in it as a player, and I've never been in this way, but what I've picked up is that you know. There's a lot going on in an overtime game. There's a yeah. sensory overload going on, yeah. right? There's yeah. a, the, the only thing that you can take solace in is your togetherness as a group. And you hear coaches all the time talking about staying together and you think of it as a cliche and everybody's together yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the Simpsons, you know, good waffles yeah, yeah, yeah. all together, all that stuff, you know? Yeah. And um, watch it, guys. It's the um, Felber and Louise episode. It's awesome. Um, sticking together is what good waffles do. Yeah. Anyway, um, they mean it. But it's real; it's tangible. Mm. You know, if you don't stick together, you haven't got anything else in the, in the heat of battle. And they didn't stick together, or at least Falkner didn't stick together with Johnson. I don't know, and the other two guys on the court are new, so they don't do any different. And um, you know that's troublesome. They're going to have to stop. But they they either change their mentality or they change their personnel. But they have to have some form of intervention. Mm. Sorry, to be fair, Wang made plays they at the should. end. But I mean they got themselves into a position where they should have lost and and um they survived. It's probably the best way of doing it. Mm. The mark on them is basically you have to take them away from the three point line and you can you can handle them. If you don't take them away from the three point line, they're gonna have a shooter's chance. Um, but um no lead is big enough for them to no. be safe.
0: No. Uh, Johnson, 24 points and five assists. Faulkner, 23 points and four assists. Atwood, 19 points and seven rebounds. And, and just for the record, as they were on their debut, Green, 13 points. Levi, nine points, 12 rebounds. Uh, Atwood did 45 point. minutes as well, mm,
1: Yeah, which shows that P.J. Rates' his stability more than anything else.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Wang, uh, eight for 10. 12, 22 points and six rebounds. Robinson, 20 points. Gooden, uh, 17 points. They were 14 of 25 from three and 40 for 66 uh, from
1: field goals. That makes them 34 for 65 in the two games that they won from the three-point line. Mm. Maybe a lesson there. Yeah. Well, let's go to the final game. Caledonia Gladiators 84,
0: Leicester Riders 83. No Buttrick and no Lowell uh, in this one. Police are gunning threes early on. Ali Hadzic trying to go to work inside. Leicester not quite keeping with them. It's 26-18 after seven
1: thirty. Yeah, well, again, that's a start starting five have defensive issues. Um, and I'm I'm a bit out on Bridges. I haven't figured him out. Um, and I know he didn't shoot the ball particularly well, given his standards this week. But obviously, he's an efficient scorer. But he doesn't... missed
0: three shots. Going into, the, yeah. going into this game, going into Thursday's game, sorry.
1: I think he, was, he missed seven this he week, missed, but that yeah. happens, you know, it's a regression to the mean. Well, I'm a little bit more concerned about is He doesn't really seem to have much of a kind of a defensive presence under the basket, you know, and um, they've looked better and they look better in this game when Walker played, even though Walker's nowhere near as mobile as uh, Bridges. And what that meant was I thought Caledonia were able to score early on, um, Relatively comfortably around the rim, and that's not Caledonia's massive strength. They're not a, they're not a great scoring team, they know 26 points in seven and a half minutes. They, they I don't think they scored 100 this season. I'm not sure that they will, given the speed that they play at. Um, so you know, that, that light and also you know, the, 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 the scouting report kind of assessment of some of the Leicester rookies ain't great either, and you know, it's kind of a tear your hair out team which oh my god that's great oh my god that's horrible mm. type of team quite a schizophrenic team but the game changed when um connor and Kimball came in yeah. basically Walker to be fair because then you've got a lineup which is actually playing defense and understands a little bit more about the team concepts mm.
0: washington four-point play bench unit scored 14 consecutive points and leicester from 26 18 down to 26 32 ahead yeah, and
1: look at that bench unit, and it's all about personnel. Who was it? It's Washington, it's McKenzie, it's Bowman, um, it's Walker, and it was Edo, I think, but maybe Ido came out again. I can't remember. But any event, you know, Bowman in his second year, basically playing at the um, it wouldn't have been Walker and Edo, I don't think. It'll be one of the one of the, maybe one of the stars. Um, but um, Bowman playing primarily at the three or the four spot, knocked down a couple of shots, got out in transition, but he got out in transition out with their defense. Mm. You know the defense and also the the secret is that you know Caledonia's bench is offensively challenged mm. and when Whelan came out of this game in particular, they struggled Whelan was plus 21 in this game a one point game mm. um and that wasn't that that's plus minus which does tell you something mm. because Caledonia really struggled to score the ball with their bench guys in they struggled to create any degree of shots because their bench guys came in as Leicester's better defenders came in. Yeah. So Caledonia's... Kyle Johnson's really struggling to get going because I, I don't think the spot minutes help him. I think he's a guy who needs to be playing quite regularly to get lots of touches because he's a volume shooter. Um, but they didn't have Buttrick to get them anything cheap in this game around the rim. Um, Djumovic is ooh, hit and miss. And um, Jimenez played a little bit in this game and Malcolm played a little bit in this game but aren't really going to create that many shots. Yeah. So... Um, Their offense struggled. Leicester got out and ran a couple of times, and you know, at this point, Leicester have gone from looking okay to looking like a really, really good team, mm. uh, primarily because of who they've got on the court.
0: Twenty-nine bench points out in the first half, and then same again in the second half. Belize hit some shots. Starters got it out to sixty-three fifty-two after seven minutes, and then uh, and then Leicester's bench came back in. Oh no, man, I was I was on my
1: I know and it's different now and I get that and they've got a lot of games, Caledonia and they've got to spread the minutes and all this stuff but I was thinking just keep playing keep playing your starters give them another 3 or 4 minutes if you give them another 3 or 4 minutes, if you're up 18 at the quarter, the way they're playing um, and they could have been because they were playing really well and they are in a rhythm um, then that game could be done there and then and you can play the bench the rest of the way or close to done, you know but the the way now, and we used to get. We never had as many players as they did. We never had eleven players or ten players, so it was easier, I suppose, to a certain degree. But there were times whereby, if your team was in a rhythm in the third quarter and you were going away, you would just keep playing them until 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 they were tired, until they needed to put their hand up. And different in the first quarter when you need to get rest, but in the third quarter and he didn't, and the same thing happened. Let's be honest. The less of guys came back into it. Um, Rob was really um, going to his tried and trusted, mm. um, and as soon as um, we even stepped off the court, then, then Caledonia's offence yeah. created.
0: 20-6 to six run it was to 69-72. Let's get to the end. One forty to go. Leicester up 5, 76-81. Asbury fouls poliza on a three, but he missed all three free throws. Other end of the floor. You Asbury... thought at that point they were kind of done. Yeah, yeah. You just, you you yeah.
1: just thought... It was a bad foul by Asbury. Yeah,
0: it was. I
1: was surprised that Asbury was in the game of Stan McKenzie at this point. I think he's really trying to figure out just to let these guys play through mistakes and to see what he's got Mm. in relation to giving them experience and times, but in relation to absolutely winning that game, um, difficult to see, you know, Pinson played great in the fourth quarter. Pinson has this ability to take over games and, Mm. and kind of be silent at the points as well. He played great. Um, it was difficult to see how they weren't going to be better with McKenzie on the court. So Asbury commits a bad foul, but Peliza, and obviously they've been through the emotion of the game on Wednesday night, misses all three. So you think, well, he's tired and it's just, you just thought they, it was just done, didn't you? Yeah, if,
0: uh, if Leicester score on the, similar to the thing that you said earlier, if yeah. Leicester score on the next play, but Asbury stepped out of bounds, so gave them ball, the yeah, ball back to that. them with one twenty-three to go. And uh, then... Uh, really, uh, Yeah, wheeling. I think McKenzie
1: came in at that point. Yeah, yeah. You know... Uh, Wheelan round
0: a screen knocks down a three with one ten to go. It's 79-81.
1: Yeah, I mean, firstly, Wheelan hadn't touched the ball for like I think the Bulls had touched the ball three or four times before that in a row and struggled a bit. And so Wheelan, um, basically took over because Wheelan wasn't going to lose that game because it was his old team. That, that was my impression. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking about, I mean, Wheelan is. He has become you know, the only two guys who compete with them in relation to kind of British shooters um, over the past, what, 15 years? British shooters, British shooters since Bridgie, Bridgie, if you're watching, mm. um, would be Robinson and Washington. Mm. Yeah. In BBL teams. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah, Robinson yeah. and Connor Washington. Yeah. yeah. No. And Patrick Whelan probably has... Better finishing ability at the rim than either of those. Yeah. Justin may have a pull up, Justin more of a pull up guy. Pull up guy. Thunder yeah. a three point assassin. But Patrick Whedon, the ability to shoot the three and also to finish at the rim, right hand and left hand.
0: Yeah.
1: And, you know, Patrick Whedon two years ago, I think from memory I caught I have to go back and listen to it again. He was, I think I was arguing he should be MVP ahead of Gino there was
0: There was a period of time and then Gino had like two or three games in a row and you went, oh, maybe not. Maybe not exactly. Otherwise, but it, that period of time was like March or something as well. Yeah, it was it shot like 47 like percent Hang on a minute.
1: Yeah. You know, and, and this is in a league full of Americans, you know? Mm. And, and so we, we kind of underestimate just a little bit just how good Patrick Whelan is mm. on a skill level, but more so the mentality. It's probably helped by playing in Leicester, mm. playing with people like Hall and Jackson and Loving, people like that. Um, but the mentality and the look in his eyes mm. in both the games, the Wednesday night and the Sunday game, you know, he's bloody good, mm. and he sometimes he gets left behind when people think about it. And ultimately, that shot and the next one, but this shot in particular, stepping to his left, whereby the yeah. scouting reports to send him left, and pulling up on his left, and um, to shoot that three. When if he misses that three, the game is over. Yeah, yeah. You now that's a real. There wasn't
0: much space on that one. The next one was more open. Well,
1: the next one was it was. We'll get to rookies in a minute, yeah. but that was a, a clutch three. Mm. You know, and, and 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 it just made me think. You know, this guy is. We don't we 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 underestimate how good he is.
0: Uh, Fifty-seven point four seconds, illegal screen by Thomas, leaning into one, his fourth.
1: Uh, well, Thomas was in the game, but Thomas had hardly played. You know, Bowman played most of the game at the four. Thomas picked up a couple of fouls. Didn't play again to the third quarter. Then he played a little bit, but he was, you know, he had 21 and 11 and five on Thursday. Mm. So he's a rookie coming off a good game. So yeah. you know, yeah, is. What happens is he he struggles in he struggles in this game and he never quite got a rhythm for the game. But I didn't really have a problem with that call. I thought he kind of got no, really short. it was
0: a definite foul. Um, and then a police is just a, a brain melt. Inbounds the ball and didn't get back in court when the Now maybe you say don't give it back to him, but he's got to get into court as well. And, that and... was
1: yeah, that was weird. I mean, I wasn't. You know, it was. I'm assuming that he must have had his foot on the line as he was yeah. kind of trotting along the sideline. Yeah. Initially, I thought Chris had called a half court because he called back back foot, but it wasn't a half court. Yeah. Um, so, but in any event, you know, it wasn't like you know Gareth was more pissed off with his player. Patrick was, yeah. you know, they weren't arguing with the ref. No. So yeah, and even then you're thinking this team is mentally tired. Mm. You know, Paulius just missed two, three, missed three foul shots. Mm. Then he's made that that mental mistake as well. So he's tired. He's done um and yeah uh
0: mckenzie drives misses Adowu offensive rebound misses and then uh 31.9 seconds to go, wheeling a bit more open this time for three 82 81
1: yeah i mean firstly a had a good look i mean mckenzie the play, the play i mean the whole game it was a kind of a an absolute summary of the two teams basically leicester quick athletic um, you know, managed to get to the rim at will. The amount of time they ran the horn set, and McKenzie or Pinson was able to turn the corner and get to the rim or get fouled. You know, on simple action stuff because they had the foot speed. Um, whereas, Caledonia um, more deliberate in their screens. They've got the big guys shooting the ball well on the wing, Malcolm and poliza and Boer inside, uh, and Ali Hodges inside. So they're a lot more kind of traditional. And this time, they defended, for the first time, they defended McKenzie quite well. It might have been on mm. and But the ball fell to, to as you Good say, a eight feet from the basket. And the problem was, Edovo had only just come in the game. He hadn't been in for long, um, because Walker had played most of the fourth quarter. Bridges was, wasn't was anywhere to be seen. Um, and he just didn't have his touch, just, you know, for whatever reason, it wasn't there. He short, short-rimmed it. And... Um, they come down the far end, and um, I'm afraid we had um, Myron Thomas had a Taj Green moment. Dubose penetrated. Um, gave the ball to Dubose relocated at the top of the key um, because they'd switched. Green was um, Thomas was guarding Wheeling. Thomas beat was stuck in the middle of the key because he didn't know whether to stick or twist when the um the drive from Dubose came. Wheelings relocated at the top for the most open mm. rhythm, three-point shot you could ever imagine. And there was never any doubt in my mind no. that was going in. No. You know, and we used to say again, I'm going, I'm harking back here, you know, there are certain guys you do not let beat you. And in fact, if you go back to the Caledonia TV show, you've got mm. Gareth Murray yeah, swearing yeah. vociferously saying, you don't let him touch that. Yeah. And Leicester and Leicester, who know more than anything, and Patrick Williams just made a three, mm-hmm. unfortunately. The rookie um did. Yeah, he was just caught yeah. in no man's land. He 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 blew the assignment and um you know and, and he wasn't aware of where the risk, where the threat was, and Wheeler knocks the shot down.
0: Uh timeout, Leicester, no advance of the ball, obviously, with still 31.9 left. Uh Pinson, not really much space, ended up airballing a shot, but a a big play by McKenzie to come up with the loose ball. He almost lost the dribble and then somehow managed to beat the shot clock buzzer with 7.7 seconds to go to put Leicester ahead 82-83.
1: I think he double dribbled. I watched it back. I think it was a double dribbled because I think he comes to the middle and initially I thought the ball has been swiped away from him. When he comes to the middle initially to his right hand to kind of raise up and shoot it, mm. he puts the ball in his shooting pocket. He picks it up. With two, he has two hands on the basketball and then I don't know if it slips out of his hands or whatever. It kind of bobbles away. Now that's a discontinued now. If that ball's not been touched, that was a discontinued dribble because he'd had two hands on it. And refs obviously assumed the ball had been touched. Nevertheless, he continued, he had more on him. And what Mackenzie has this ability to do, probably better than any guy in the league, is go extremely fast and then on the dribble and then stop and pull up on balance. And he does it primarily going to the corners, going to the wings on the curls. You know, he does it a lot of times with his five when he's only got the ball with five seconds to go. Go, he just—it's almost like he's focused on getting to a spot as fast as he can. But he has the um, body control, which is pretty rare, mm. actually, to however fast he's going to remain on balance, set his feet, turn, and shoot it in rhythm. And he knocks that shot down repeatedly. Mm. And we I play decent defense, mm. um, beating him to the spot. You'd probably say. If you're more, maybe push up on him a little bit more, but then you risk giving up a foul. Mm. You know, I think maybe, maybe you can get a bit closer to him and dissuade him from pulling up and make him drive and then try and sort his shot. But then, but, but he made a great play. Uh,
0: so then, timeout Caledonia advanced the ball. It uh, comes into Whelan. He has a dough on him because they've, uh, they've switched. So he sees more inside. He's got Washington on his back and he, he hooks it in 84, 83, 1.7 seconds to go.
1: Yeah, they they ran a nice little play. The first option was to throw it to Palizer on the baseline, which they tried to do, and the ball was knocked out of bounds again with four tenths coming off the clock. And then the second setup was exactly the same. And basically Palisar on the baseline and Moa and Dubosa are at the top of the key kind of free throw line. Mm. And they run it it's almost an elevator doors whereby um Whelan is coming up from the under the basket through the screen, through through the gap between the two. Caledonia Gladiators players, and they both set screens to kind of shut the door so Whelan can have an open shot. But Ross put Connor in the game because Connor's been around and Connor's seen a lot and he's got a brain. Mm. So what Connor does, he does the right thing. He thinks, I'm not sure I can get through that elevator door, so I'm going to switch that, um, which basically, because it's Patrick Whelan, he's going to be one who shoots the ball. So mm. rather than me getting stuck on a screen and three guys standing there watching, I'm going to shout to switch. And it was a do. Edou- who stepped up to take away the shot, which is fine because there's only six seconds left. Mm. And you're thinking you don't want Whelan shooting the ball. What Caledonia did, what Whelan did incredibly well was appreciate that switch and what it must have been a design play because as soon as Whelan caught the ball, Moore mm. rolled down into the post, mm. almost like they're anticipating the switch. And he got himself positioned on Washington, eight feet from the basket. And Whelan, you know, with the, pre- the with the presence of mind, um, and also the, the unselfishness having yeah, just yeah, made yeah. two threes. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, not this. This is type of, when I say people don't know how to win, right? Winning basketball, this is winning basketball. Yeah, yeah. Right? Mackenzie's play was winning basketball. Okay. Um mm-hmm. as a presence of mind to throw it down in there to someone who's 6'11, um, and a genuine six eleven rule, not your six foot eight guys, you normally call six eleven. Um and um uh um, Moore's surely's got a nice touch. And it's interesting again because Gareth had probably put Moore in 40 seconds before, primarily because they were going to switch everything on the screens mm. um for when Leicester had the ball. And Moore is just the guy you want to switch because he's long, he can challenge guards and challenge shots. He's more mobile than Ali Hodgson. So Moore's got the ball, um, one touch, Washington plays as good a defense as he can, and Moore just rises yeah. up, just knocks down a good shot. Yeah. Um, knocks down a little, little runner. But it was a great play execution, but primarily wheeling. Whelan, Whelan yeah, yeah. made make decisions.
0: Yeah, yeah. He he there's a lot of players would have shot that ball.
1: Yeah, I would say 99% of yeah. maybe. Would have but shot that was that the ball. better play to throw Absolutely. it inside. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, So uh, uh, they put a few ticks back on. So Leicester ended up with two seconds, I think it was. Uh, And Mackenzie got a decent look from 20 feet.
1: A fantastic play by um, Onwas. Because what happens is, um, Mackenzie steps out um, to catch the basketball. And Whelan is a little bit late. Instead of staying in front of Mackenzie, he kind of shoots the gap and he doesn't get it. And that gives McKenzie a straight up line to one dribble, one dribble jump shot, which if you were picking a guy in the league, you didn't want to shoot a one dribble jump shot the beat you, it would probably be him. It wouldn't be many more that you'd, you'd, you know, you'd, you would say would be more likely to make it. But Onwas knows the clock. So Onwas knows that there's only two seconds left. Now he's got Asbury on the wing, but he, and it's on his side, but he knows that because McKenzie's taking a dribble, he doesn't have time to throw the ball to Asbury. So was basically does a superman. He takes one step and he flies at him, two hands up, um, leaving his man. Now, I've been around, I've seen many baby old players who will be stood next to their man and saying, oh, Patrick, it's your fault. Yeah, yeah. You no, know, <laughs> you lost your man, not my fault. But I'm, I'm not doing that. But he um, made the play and that, that changed the shot because McKenzie doesn't leave a shot, you know, mm. three feet short unless he's had a significant challenge on that shot. And you know, and if you look when they come off the bench, Poliza and somebody else, I'm not sure, they're pointing it on Was. They spotted, they knew what they, they knew the play that he made, you know, and, and that type of thing again, that's a winning play mm. because it's easy for that guy to stand on the wing and say, My guy didn't beat us, mm. not my fault. But, um, so, so yeah, it was, um, it was an excellent game. Um, I thought it showed both teams in the, in the microcosm. Mm. You know They're both pretty sound teams. They're both figuring themselves out. They have, Caledonia have issues with their, their bench scoring. Uh, Leicester have issues with their starting defence <laughs> and also the inconsistency of play from their rookies, from their Americans who are all talented but aren't overly consistent. And that's difficult for a coach because you don't know what they're going to get night in, night out. So you've got to read a read Every game. You can't just say this is my lineup all the time. Mm. Um and I think both teams will be probably top four. I don't think they'll be other than London. I don't think there'll be two better teams than those two this season. But I do think they've got stuff to clean up and I do think they can be better. Um, the other thing is, yeah, replay Claxon. Replay um Clifton Moore made a two point jump shot on the board on the buzzer at the halftime. Yes, play. There are, there are still photographs going around, which might suggest that that shot on the buzzer was literally still in his hand as the buzzer went. No replay, no check. Two points. Referee can only guess because the ball's over there and the clock's over there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: just you know, it, it's inconceivable to me that even if you if you can't that that even if you you see we haven't got cameras, we haven't got action, we haven't got this, we haven't got that you've got a clock on top of the basket. You can got a camera which can show when the ball was still in his hands. Hmm. Right. Um, if that is available um, and if it's not available, you go with the rest call, but it should be other than maybe Cheshire where they haven't got clocks on the basket. I'm not sure if they have a Bristol. That's about it.
0: Bristol's yeah. around the wall.
1: Yeah. Bristol. Yeah. So Bristol and Cheshire, I think And that, to be honest, that should be changed because that should be sorted. Um, they should be, Required to have the clocks on the basket. I can't believe that's beyond the technical, technological. Um put cameras on, put cameras on the basket, but they can't put clocks on the basket. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but even if it's just that, you know, who wants to see a game given to the wrong team on the basis of footage? I'm not saying this happened in this game because it was half time. So it yeah, turns yeah. out of that. but see this is that's the board, that's on the buzzer, that's at the end of the game. Yeah. You know, I mean, the wrong team wins. Yeah. And everybody knows that 10 seconds after the buzzer. Mm. I mean, how, you know, I mean, how much do we want to keep shooting ourselves in the foot with this? How much do we want to set ourselves up to be shot in the foot for it? Mm. Is it an attempt to create controversy and clicks? I don't know. But, and I know Richard Stokes was was wrong with you and Drew and Jay. And I get that there are potential issues in relation to what cameras you've got and what coverage you've got and all this stuff. But for for... Clock situations in the last, last few seconds where I can see it almost immediately where a ref can just rewind a button, it's nonsense. Um, and it's gonna, you know, in, in, in this I hate the phrase, but in this day and age, yeah. um, you know, albeit we're technically in the same age we were 25 years ago, you know, it's yeah. not like the Stone Age, you know, and <laughs> yeah. um, which is why I hate the phrase, but um, it's nonsense. And uh, I'm just saying this so we can put it on repeat when it does happen. Yeah. And we can, play it to, instead of doing the show, we can just kind of play it for 10 minutes on repeat. Clips. Um, highlights. Yeah, highlights. breakdown highlights. Uh, exactly, yeah, highlights. All the time that Forrest has been proved right thats the last two minutes. Yeah. All the time that we've been proved wrong. That's half an hour. <laughs>
0: yeah, probably. So, Whelan was 8 of 12 for 24 points. Belisa 5 of 7 from 3. Made the first 5 for 18 points. Debose 11 points and 8 assists. Ali Hodgic, also with 11. Uh, Bowman, 6 of 7 for 15 points. Pinson, 14. Washington, 10. 46 bench points. They ended up with uh, Leicester. Uh, quick run through the table. London Lions now 11 and 0, which in this day and age... And is thing is uh, I think seventh best start to a season, unbeaten start to the season. Kingston's twenty three is obviously uh, the record. You had an eighteen, I think it was. Yeah, I think we
1: did. That might be the one we didn't even win it. Yeah, uh, I yeah, win. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, mm-hmm. Leicester, Sheffield,
0: and somebody else had a twelve. Who was the other team? Had a twelve. Somebody else. I've apologize to whoever that other team was that had a 12 game oh it's kingston of course it was (laughs) kingston had a had a 12 as well and then it's london at 11 um bristol are in second seven and three caledonia five and two leicester and cheshire both five and four um sheffield five and five newcastle three and six manchester two and six surrey now two and seven and plymouth one and nine um so that i mean I know uh, below the rim do a do a table without London.
1: It's quite a quite a bump pipe behind London. Yeah, it is. Oh, it's going to be. I mean, because it, particularly as the schedules have been so unbalanced so far, you know, the, the the team, they um, they've got a lot of um, kind of ordering and organising to do, um, in relation to you know some teams have played each other three times. Just it's just nuts. and Twice, mm. some teams haven't played London at all. Some teams haven't played Surrey at all. You know, it's um it's not balanced at this point we need your rpi back actually and in relation to those fine in relation to those kind of um runs from the beginning of the season of course this not being a league season this won't count will it
0: well it starts to the season so it's yeah. a regular season
1: now we're in the regular uh, i'm, season sure, I'm trying to think now team? was
0: sheffield's 12 and oh was that conference. a league season or was it a conference season I'm I think it might. Be, a, I think it might have been the year they won the league. So I think it would be a league season the because la, the, the conferences were, yeah. were quite competitive.
1: Yeah, um, yeah well, I mean, I'm I still a little bit depressed by the whole. We're having to start to advertise the trophy now because it's kind of the next bit of competitiveness, um, and it's in January, you know. And so we've got the adverts out for the trophy. It's like I really do miss the cup. Mm. I really miss it. Sorry, mm. it's like old no, friend. Oh, that, uh, I, I just bombshell. missed the Jeopardy, yeah. another Jeopardy Actually, there's one more thing. Um, yeah. I'm reliably informed, and this is another reason for um, commentators in the venue, um, from last week that in fact Sam Decker and uh, the London Lions bench did get warned at Sheffield and okay. told but it wasn't um during anything that was on camera, so we didn't see it. Oh, okay. So I officially corrected the record on that yeah. one. If you'd given a T would have been happy, I think. but yeah. um but yeah, we will, um, uh, we will make
0: sure it's changed in the SMB Hansard, yeah, in the archive. <laughs> 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 <That's> really... <laughs> One for
1: Philip Brown, there.
0: Oh,
1: <laughs> no. I love the fact that, that that is so so ridiculous it could ever think of coming to pass. Uh, but yeah, yeah, this is a historical archive, isn't it?
0: It is, yeah, it is. It'll be time, it is, shuttle, yes, yes, eventually,
1: it? when we're taking off the air, you know, when the evolution comes. Yeah, it'll be there for all to see. Yeah, we'll if
0: you, if you keep us up. So, uh, we're wow. back
1: to Sunday next week because
0: I'm not working next Sunday. I've got uh, a, a Sunday off. So, we'll be back to normal next week. Um, but enjoy whatever basketball you do watch this week. And Dave and I, you look like you're about to announce something there, Dave. Before yeah, now. yeah, and enjoy it. And
1: also, if it's basketball, WWF wrestling, or Leicester v Newcastle, take your pick
0: okay yeah indeed indeed okay. uh, that's Saturday Newcastle night round it? three yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so enjoy that and we'll be back next Sunday to do it all over again but for now goodbye Bye.